Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast for women who are ready to step out of society's expectations, discover their sole purpose, and work their light. I'm your host, Kristen Martin, a full-time author and creative entrepreneur. My mission is to impact as many women as possible to go after the very things that set their souls on fire. If you're ready to stop playing small in a world that is desperate for you to play big, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to That Smart Hustle podcast. Today on the show, I am so excited to introduce featured guest, Heather Dominic. Heather is the founder and leader of the Highly Sensitive Entrepreneur, which is a movement that helps sensitive women find their voices and start living their purpose. Heather's teachings demonstrate how highly sensitive traits, when used as strengths rather than shadows, can create success. She has reached over 100,000 highly sensitive entrepreneurs around the globe via her website, Business Miracles, and has helped thousands of people release lifelong limiting beliefs, overcome fears, and learn how to build their business in a way that actually feels good. Please join me in welcoming to the show, Heather Dominic. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the show. We are so happy to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Kristen. I am so happy to be here. To kick things off, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with your business? Yes, happily. So I think probably what's most important first is to speak to the fact that I've been self-employed since 2003. And before that, I was actually a high school drama teacher. So I entered into the world of being self-employed, really not knowing very much about what it meant to be in business at all. And those first years were really a lot of, you know, really just searching out everything that I possibly could to learn and understand what it meant to be able to be successfully self-employed. I will say that I built my first business as a nutrition and wellness coach up to Uh, full practice capacity within nine months time. And I had no money. (laughs) Um, So I had a lot to learn um, about both just my own relationship with money and also what it meant to operate and be in business versus being an employee of the public school system. And from there, um, I really continued to build and expand my business and then did bring my business across the million dollar mark for the first time in 2010. And um, would love to say that it was like this amazing experience and balloons and confetti fell down from the sky and my life was changed and everything was better. And that is not what happened. (laughs) Um, But actually, it was a really, really difficult time. And I would say not because of the income generated, but in hindsight, because of the way that I went about it. And so that, that 
that time in my business uh, process and journey was really actually a very dark night of the soul because I was just absolutely overwhelmed. I was overexhausted. I was overworked. And I really was questioning everything, just wondering like, gosh, you know, like, what am I doing? And, and if this is what it is to like be successful in business, I don't really know if I want to do this. And So I really went into a lot of deep self-inquiry around that time. And from that was led to Dr. Elaine Aaron, who is the founding researcher of the highly sensitive person. And at that time learned that I was highly sensitive and I had never even heard that term before. And once I did and understood what it meant, I, I really, really resonated. And that was a massive, massive turning point because I realized that being highly sensitive meant that I was really really meant to go about doing everything in my business differently. And that was really the beginning of what I now refer to as the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. And I've been, you know, building and developing and designing teachings and tools and and trainings for HSEs, as I refer to us since then. And it's really made such a difference for myself and the way that I'm in business and happy to report that I am able to be the leader and steward of a seven-figure mission while also having a sense of my essential self and a place of sanity and also really supporting other HSEs and being able to do the same. So that's the scoop in a, in a nutshell to start us off. <laughs> Oh, that is so wonderful. And it's wonderful when your your purpose and your passion, and especially when it's something that you can really relate to, you know, like being a highly sensitive person, a highly sensitive entrepreneur, when all of that connects and really comes together. So can you tell us um, more about the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement and kind of clarify exactly what an HSE is? I love that you have an acronym for that because that is, it is a mouthful yeah, <laughs> to say. It is, right? And it's a massive hashtag. <laughs> um, so yes, absolutely. So again, the term highly sensitive is not developed or coined by me, but comes from Dr. Elaine Aaron. And actually, I probably not the term highly sensitive, but definitely she is one of the founding researchers on what it really means to be a highly sensitive person. And that in a nutshell, is, according to her research and work, is that there are 20% of us who are born into the world highly sensitive. And what that means is that your nervous system is wired differently than someone who's not highly sensitive. So, and what that means is that you take in stimulation at a much higher degree. And that can be anything from sight, sound, smell, touch, energy, information. And when you really know how to work with your highly sensitive nervous system, this can really be a, a major asset to how it is that you operate in the world. And if you don't know how to work with that 
a highly sensitive nervous system, which most who are highly sensitive do not, then it can feel like a real detriment and it will really work against you. So the work that I do is for those of us who are highly sensitive and also feel called to be self-employed. And once you learn more about what I refer to as our HSE strengths versus our HSE shadows, it makes sense that so many of us are called to be self-employed because when we are in our strengths, we are amazing coaches, we are amazing practitioners, we are amazing creatives, and we also thrive in our own environment, when we can really set up our environment to be by our design. Now, again, if you're operating from those shadows, then self-employment can really just feel like a self-created prison. So that's where, again, my work comes in because it's really about getting to know yourself and then retraining how it is that you operate so that you can have that experience of being in your strengths and then therefore really be able to experience financial success as a person who's self-employed and also highly sensitive. That is that is so fascinating when I think about that. And you earlier you mentioned the dark night of the soul, and it's so. I always find these synchronicities um, whenever I have guests on the show because I just posted a podcast episode today that talked about my own dark night of the soul that I recently went through, and it's something that. Um, I really just was in this, I've actually had a couple of moments like this, but this particular period lasted for like two weeks and I really could not see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, And I really didn't know what to do. (laughs) I really didn't know what to do. You know, I kept trying to find all of these, like go into meditation and do the inner work and all of that. And so to hear you talk about the fact that there, there are a group of people that are highly sensitive. I feel like this is, it's almost like you're an answer to my prayers, if you know what I mean, because I'm starting to understand. I'm like, oh, this might be something that, you know, for me at least, I should really look into. So in your experience, how how can entrepreneurs who are highly sensitive turn that sensitivity into success. Yes. Well, first and foremost, it's it's really about being willing to see things differently. So, you know, the the work that I do and the mentoring that I offer is in service to highly sensitive entrepreneurs. The name of the work is A Course in Business Miracles. And where that comes from is my 30 plus years of being a student of the spiritual and psychological curriculum, A Course in Miracles. And according to that curriculum, the definition of a miracle is a shift in perception. So when I first really started getting clear for myself about what it meant to be highly sensitive and what it meant to be highly sensitive and self-employed, I really made the connection to this spiritual and psychological study that, again, I've been engaged in for quite a long time and realized like, oh, okay, that's really what's needed. For those of us who are highly sensitive, we must experience a shift in perception. We must be willing to, first and foremost, see ourselves differently and to be able to see ourselves 
as these very unique beings with a set of superpowers versus how most highly sensitives have experienced themselves most of their lives, which is there's something wrong with me because I'm different. So that shift in perception first about self and then being willing to experience a shift in perception in regards to how you view being in business. And what I mean by that is I really came to understand that Again, there's 20% of us, according to Dr. Aaron, who are highly sensitive. So I, when I discovered myself as highly sensitive, looked around at the training that I had been receiving in regards to self-employment and realized, oh, this is all designed for people who are not highly sensitive. So that's why it's not really working for me. So the shift in perception there isn't I have to change myself in order to be able to be successful in business. It's I have to change the way I'm going about being in business. And that's everything from marketing and selling to operations. And so once you're really willing to enter into that process of shifting perception of self and business, then you are on the path to being able to create financial success in a way that really works for you and doesn't feel like you're either A, swimming upstream or B, you're having to, you know, hide, trade in, deny who you really are in exchange for, you know, some financial compensation. Oh, wow. I resonate with that so, so much because I have felt for most of my life, whenever I, whenever I would go into any kind of business training or business classes, or even when I, you know, I got my degree, my bachelor's degree in supply chain management um, at Arizona State University, and even sitting through those classes, I never really felt like the material truly resonated um, with me at all. I didn't really connect with it, and especially when I was working in a corporate setting and I was in a sales role, it just never. It never felt right, and I never felt like I could be myself and say the things I truly wanted to right. say. It almost felt like I was wearing this this mask or this, you know, whatever the company or corporation wanted me to to do and to say to like make the sale. It was all about greed and and the money. And not all companies are like that. That's not at all what I'm saying. But it's been interesting now that I am self employed and have been for a couple of years now. I'm understanding that there's a completely different way to go about being in business as, you know, a creative individual who is self-employed. Yes, absolutely. Well, all of that really makes sense. You know, I've heard the story you just shared, you know, multiple times in multiple ways, definitely my own experience. And also, you know, from the, you know, hundreds and hundreds of HSEs that I've mentored and continue to mentor who are literally from around the world. So it's like, oh, it's not just me. And oh, it's not just Arizona. It's everywhere, you know. Um, But what is really a big piece at the heart of so much of my teaching is that in Dr. Aaron's work, she refers 
refers to those of us who are highly sensitive as the royal advisors, that we have been brought here as the 20% to be royal advisors to what then she refers to as the warrior kings and queens. So that's part of when you begin to understand what our HSE strengths really are, you begin to see, oh, I am actually really needed. And this is why the unique way that I view the world and process the world is actually really supportive to those who don't view the world this way. And it's also what really equips me to, again, be that very successful coach, practitioner, creative. And I'll also say when, you know, I first started this work serving highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leading the movement, the majority of HSEs did fall into those three categories. Again, coaches, healing practitioners, creatives. And now what's really exciting is that more and more HSEs are coming to the Business Miracles community who are in more quote-unquote traditional businesses, such as real estate brokers, dentists, um, those who are in insurance. And so it's super exciting to really see the ways that the royal advisor role can be served and make such a difference even in these areas that, you know, previously might have been seen as, oh, there's really only, you know, one way to be a real estate broker, for example. Um, But those who are HSEs in those more traditional businesses, as they really claim their highly sensitive nature, like, oh my gosh, their businesses are taking off, number one. But number two, there's like, their clients are so grateful because they're like, oh, like finally a dentist who will actually like listen to me, you know, or a real estate broker who doesn't feel like, you know, they're just kind of like trying to like, get the sale. I mean, it's really, really awesome and exciting. Oh, I love that. Cause I feel like, I do feel like we're going through a paradigm shift, just a really big shift in, you know, the collective consciousness right now, where I think people are understanding, just like you said, we're all unique individuals. We have our, we have unique strengths and it's not something, it's not something to hide. And I kind of feel like we're coming out of this age of everything being so, perfect and and molded and like, you know, the Instagram highlight reel, I think people are kind of shifting back into they want the natural, they want what's real, they want what's raw and authentic, they want to be able to connect to, to have that vulnerability be out there so that they can connect with it and find those like minded people. Because I can tell you right now, when I go to you know, if I am going to go buy a house or get a new car, I'm very aware of the type of energy you know, whatever salesperson I'm working with, I'm very, very aware of their energy. And if I'm not vibing with it, I'm just like, nope, this is not the right opportunity. And I turn around and I walk away from it because I always tell myself it's this or something better. (laughs) Right. Yes. Well, there's so much to that. You know, one, I would really agree with you where we are at this very, very pivotal time, uh, you know, in our history and we can all just, you know, look around, you know, one, what's happening in the world two, what's even just happening in each of our 
local communities. And we can see, you know, that we're really on this precipice. I'll also say that, um, you know, Daniel Pink's uh, book, A Whole New Mind, which I read a few years ago and was super exciting. I really feel like he speaks so much to the highly sensitive entrepreneur in that book. And a lot of what he shares is, you know, that we are shifting from the informational age to what he refers to as the conceptual age. And that those of us who really do hold the strengths, that's my language, of intuition, of creativity, we are literally meant to be leading this new age. So what's so key for HSEs is that we stop trying to fit into the mold of the last century and really be willing to branch out into that space of what I refer to as V and V energy, the willingness to be visible and to be vulnerable, to be seen for who you really are and to lead your business, your life, from that place. Because, you know, as you said, people are craving that authenticity. So it's such a disservice for those of us who are highly sensitive to try to fit ourselves into the non-highly sensitive mold. And then also, you know, what I really heard you speak to is as highly sensitives, we are excellent relators. So we are going to feel that energy when we're in connection with other people. And we are really then, when again, able to tap into that as a strength, really be able to use that, um, you know, within your creative venture or in your service-based business. It's really, really there to serve you. Exactly. And so I think that there's probably, if I had to guess, because I I know my audience, or I like to think that I know my audience, I'm sure there are probably a lot of people listening right now who, who are really relating with this and might be like, oh, wow, I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm a highly sensitive entrepreneur. So what kind of advice would you give to someone who's maybe just discovering that they are highly sensitive, you know, if they feel stuck in their business, how can they, how can they break through? What can they do to kind of get to, get to that next level or just get to the other side of it where they're really truly believing in themselves and using in, in your terminology, their strengths, um, instead of, kind of being immersed in their shadows. So, you know, first and foremost, it is a path of willingness, which is why I say that, you know, the, the mentoring that we do in business miracles is an inner and outer approach. Uh, It really does take the willingness to engage in an inner process and, and an inner transformation as a consistent core practice, because it's one thing to have an intellectual understanding of what it means to be highly sensitive. And then it's a whole nother thing to enter into a process of literally like showing up in your life differently, right? Where you've been living so long, or at least this is the experience that I have with, you know, the majority of members who come into our mentoring programs is you've been living most of your life with coping 
in regards to your highly sensitive nature, you know, and I have three coping mechanisms that I've identified and, and also the HSE coping cycle and coping has worked for you. And you've either, uh, been in the coping mechanism of pushing, which means that you'll get done what a non-highly sensitive gets done, but it comes at a very high cost, usually to your health or relationships or, um, be your hider, which you do everything you can to just, keep yourself from possibly experiencing overwhelm, which is a primary HSE shadow or your combo platter. And you go back and forth between the two. So that inner part of the process is to be committed to going from coping to creating. And then the outer part, which is to then begin to engage in the outer actions differently. So a key piece of that is really community. And that's why so many of our mentoring programs are community-based. So what I would say is that as you are entering into this process for yourself, uh, please do not try to convince and convert everyone who's currently in your life um, (laughs) to understanding that you are highly sensitive. And I would recommend that instead you, you know, enter into a community and support system with others who do understand what that means so that you can be well equipped to then engage with those who are in your life. Because so many who are highly sensitive, again, remember we're 20%, right? So most likely the majority Mm -hmm. of the people in your life currently are not highly sensitive. And when you go about trying to convince others like, Oh, look at what I just discovered about myself. You know, um, isn't this great? And then when they're not, when that's not received with, you know, some type of championing or support, uh, then it can be a real crushing experience. So, you know, engaging in the inner work, finding support um, as you then begin the outer work. Those are really the first steps. Oh, that's so great. That's... (laughs) That's so awesome. Um, okay, so <laughs> this question might be, I guess, a little bit out there, but I have found that when it comes to to overwhelm, so you mentioned coping mechanisms, right? And so I know for me, at least, and I think a lot of my listeners can relate to this. I think one of my coping mechanisms, if this even can be one, is achievement. So I, I've had this false identity, I guess, around achievement, feeling like I have to earn, to earn things instead of being, you know, inherently worthy. And so with that false identity of achievement, I find that I'm constantly feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling like there's not enough time. And so I wanted to ask you in terms of time and productivity for an HSE like, why is it that normal productivity hacks or like, why do we need to become friends with, with time? And why is it that maybe that old sense of productivity and what productivity means to, you know, the other 80%, why that's maybe not, maybe that's not what it means for us. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. 100%. So first the coping mechanism that I hear you describing is the coping mechanism of pushing and that is achievement oriented. And I know that very well because I am absolutely a recovering pusher. You know, again, that is how I brought my business across the million dollar mark the first time. And I, 
am so, so grateful that I don't operate that way anymore. Because again, it really killed me. Um, like seriously. (laughs) Um, and, uh, so that's, that's number one. And again, the, the pushing coping mechanism is that drive, like you so beautifully said, uh, to prove a sense of worthiness that I will get done when another 80 percenter, I call them 80 percenters because we're 20 percent. Um, <laughs> uh, so what the 80 percenters will get done. But meanwhile, the 80 percenters will get it done and then they'll be like off to a party and like super like... <laughs> You know, like, super <laughs> like I'm exhausted, yeah, like know, five months. Right. Off. <laughs> and we're like, you know, on the floor, like in a heap. Um, <laughs> um, so again, I do not recommend this approach. And it makes sense that it's ingrained in our brain that the achievement equals worthiness, because most likely that is how the majority of us were raised. If not within your family, then most likely definitely within your school system. And Mm -hmm. being self-employed and especially being self-employed within this new century is not a linear process. So I always say there is not an A plus in self-employment. You can really strive for that gold star and you will find that to be an elusive carrot. It is never waiting. There is never a cap and gown. There's never a diploma you're going to get. And the moment you can let that go and recognize that one, self-employment is more of an organic process. It's meant to always be changing and evolving. And when we can really embrace that, we thrive in that as HSEs because one of our strengths is creativity. So that's number one. And then from there, in regards to the productivity when you start to really be able to utilize some of your HSE strengths, like the fact that we have absolutely a strength in intuition, we have a strength of being deep thinkers, deep feelers, deep listeners, we're extremely empathic. These are all strengths. When you learn to operate, say, for example, from your intuition, then you suddenly are skipping over steps, say, you know, one through 15 that that a non-highly sensitive has to take. And then you don't need to take those steps, but you can actually, again, you can kind of do like a intuitive uh, leap. And suddenly then you are creating more um, with less effort on your part, often in less time and, and with definitely less of a personal toll. And what that requires is, again, back to that shift in perception, right? Like back to that business miracle. So like, for example, you, you begin to learn how to really work with your own circadian, circadian rhythm and that an 80 percenter, like they'll happily like get up and they'll be working, you know, from 7.30 a.m. until 8 o'clock at night and then, you know, out to dinner and doing something with the kids and, and they're just like super happy and fine and, and healthy um, versus again where we're like a puddle on the floor. Or when you learn how to work with your uh, highly sensitive self. So for example, my day typically does not start until 11 a.m. Like I might 
oh my gosh, same right. here, same here. And people probably think that's nuts, but I'm just like, no, my morning is right. sacred. It is precious. And that is when I do all, like, I don't go anywhere near my phone right. or social media or the news. Right. <laughs> so that is an excellent example. And like you said, others would probably think, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But once you really start to embrace it, don't feel like you have to defend it um, or prove yourself. Then suddenly this new level of flow and then therefore productivity opens up and you learn to, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, ride that wave, really honoring yourself and honoring the way that you literally are meant to do it differently. Right. So it really is following or understanding. It's really getting to know yourself and understanding how to utilize your intuition, how to really connect with that part of you. I have, I've seen in my business, it's actually really funny because last year I worked myself to the bone. I was exhausted and burnt out and just, you know, I made really good money, kind of like what you were saying. (laughs) I had a really good year in my business, but I was exhausted Mm -hmm. and just yeah, puddle on the floor. That was me. And what's really interesting this year is I've taken a major step back in a lot of areas. I've been so much more intentional with my time, with my content, you know, with the people like you that I have here on this podcast. I'm so much more intentional in making sure that it feels fully aligned, that it's coming from my intuition and that I'm creating from a place of abundance instead of a place of lack or fear or scarcity. Yes. So beautifully said. And what I'll add to that is, you know, for anyone who's listening, who thinks like, oh my gosh, like that sounds amazing. And I'm totally going to do that. And then in day three, suddenly you feel like your stomach is in knots and you're really questioning yourself and, you know, the money isn't there yet. And so you start thinking, I must be doing something wrong. And then you start looking at what the other 80 percenters are doing again, because you're questioning and doubting yourself. That's the key piece right there. And that's where that inner process that I was speaking about before really comes in because either, excuse my language, you'll get your ass kicked so intensely as I've described and hearing you described as well, that you get to a point where you're like, okay, I, I have to do it differently. Or I, you know, will literally like, you know, implode. Um, Rather than that, my my hope and intention for the majority of highly sensitives is that you can be engaged in that inner process so that when those fears and doubts and worries come up, you have tools to turn to, you have support to turn to, to get yourself, keep yourself on that progressive track so you can be in that space, you know, that you so beautifully described, Kristen, um, because it it really does take a massive amount of courage, right? When everyone around you pretty much, um, like you said earlier, thinks you're crazy that your day starts at 11 o'clock and are questioning you. And if you answer with like, oh, don't worry about it, babe. Like I'm totally going to pay our bills from our, from my intuition. Um, doesn't always find, you know, So, (laughs) so that's where, you know, it really goes back to the, the importance of it being a process and, and letting go of that, that 
limiting belief that, you know, oh, once I understand it intellectually, I should be able to do it. And if I don't, there's something wrong with me or expecting it to be one and done or again, expecting, you know, that A plus, but instead to be really immersed in the process as a commitment to, you know, really being able to literally build your life and your business as part of that as your essential self. Oh, I couldn't agree more. That was, that was beautifully beautifully said. I just, I am just blown away by all of the insights and just, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be here on the show today. I feel like I have learned so much. I know that my, that my listeners are going to learn so much from listening to this episode. Can you let everyone know where we can connect with you, where we can learn more about about the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement and your courses. Yes, of course, absolutely. Well, what I would say really, you know, just to support that that first step as we've been talking about in this conversation is that, you know, if you have been listening and you have a sense of like, wow, I think I might be a highly sensitive entrepreneur, or even if you're listening and you have a thought of, I think someone in my life might be a highly sensitive entrepreneur, then definitely I would recommend that you go to www hsequiz.com and uh, again hsequiz.com and what you'll find there is really more of a it's an assessment it's a self-assessment that is built off of um, Dr. Aaron's original highly sensitive person assessment that will really help you understand if you are either somewhat of an HSE or if you're a super HSE or if you're like me and you are in super uber um, HSE um, and depending on where you fall on the spectrum um, at the end of the assessment slash quiz you'll receive a free HSE success guide that you can, you know, download, print out if you desire, and will really give you some in-depth first steps of how to really start to work with yourself. And this, you know, very, very uh, beautiful and important um, aspect of yourself so that it is from a place of strength rather than, than those shadows. And so again, that's hsequiz.com. And that would really be the most, most supportive first step. Perfect. And then are you on uh, social media like Instagram or Twitter? You'll definitely find me on Instagram and Facebook. You won't find me on Twitter because I... (laughs) You and me both. I stopped using Twitter. Overwhelming (laughs) for an HSE. Um, (laughs) But Instagram is, is fun and pretty and speaks to all of my HSE strengths. So yes, you can find me there um, again in both places under Heather Dominic and or Business Miracles. Perfect. So I will leave all of that information as well as the link to the quiz in the show notes. So for those of you listening, make sure you go connect with Heather on social media and check out that quiz, check out her website and everything that she has to offer. So Heather, thank you so much for your time today. It was such a pleasure having you on the show and we truly appreciate all of you. I love this conversation. Thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. 
Cheers. Cheers.